get your messaging down. Practice three key message points. You don't need to tell a story about every single aspect of your business. That's for part two when someone reaches out to you. But in an interview, stay focused on what the interview is about. If it's an entrepreneurial interview, talk about your business. If it's a health interview, talk about the tips you have that pertain to health or wellness. So make sure you understand what your key message points are before you go into an interview. I'm Janet Ahmed, host of Hacks and Hobbies podcast and a digital presence advisor at HumbleZone. This episode is brought to you by Home Studio Mastery. I launched a consultation and course program to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes that will reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues, but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content, but also build more confidence, more authority, and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, you can do it faster. So if you'd like to learn more, visit homestudiomastery.com and how you too can create a home studio that brings out your personality, professionalism, and possibilities. Thank you for tuning in to Hacks and Hobbies with your host, Junaid. We're visited by our amazing guests coming from all walks of life who want to learn their story, their struggles, and their journey on how they got to where they are today. So stick around. Today we get to speak with Andrea Pass. She creates and implements PR campaigns in a wide range of categories. You can check the list in the show notes. It is very long. Andrea has expertise in national, regional, and local media relations. Her strength in relationships, coupled with her knowledge of the ever-growing media base, results in securing top-tier targeted media placements to increase your brand awareness. And I cannot wait to learn more. She also serves on the board of directors of several organizations found in the show notes. Something that really separates her from the rest is when she created her webinar series, Resonate to Revenue. Let's jump into this episode and discover the origin and ongoing journey of Andrea Pass. Andrea, thank you so much for jumping on and talking with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. So I love to learn a little bit more about how you got started in this space of public relations, in this space of building your expertise or sharing people's expertise in the national, regional and local media. Because obviously that's not something that you grew up thinking, I'm going to be a PR agent. What's really funny is in high school, I was all the, always the publicity chair of this committee, of the school musical, of that club. And I actually wrote a column for the local weekly newspaper called In the High School. And so I would interview people who were the president of this club or, you know, someone in the band or whatever it was. And so I was always marrying 
public relations with media. And it was just kind of a funny thing because off I went to college to study broadcast journalism. And I was planning on being the next Dan Rather. So, of course, I'm dating myself here. (laughs) But I was going to be on air, traveling the globe, reporting. And then when I got into the working world, going straight to CBS in New York City, I realized I loved public relations. Mm -hmm. And I loved doing it because I was still doing it for organizations. And so I decided to flip-flop a little bit on my original career direction and stick with what I was already good at and already doing. And so public relations has been it for me since way back in high school. Wow. And a lot of people can't don't have that. They don't have that one interest that sustains them. But for me, it worked out that way. And I love the press. I love the media. And I love clients and getting those clients coverage by the media. So it's all worked out. Man, that's so powerful. You know, it's amazing what we do in our past lives or in our beginning lives and then realize that that's something that we really enjoy to do. And I can remember back to when I wanted to be a pilot, but that didn't go that way because I was introduced to these computers early on And having a computer at home definitely strengthened that relationship for me to go in that direction. So I'm sure that there's a lot more to it, like why you even started doing doing the writing in high school. Yeah, I mean, some of it was as simple as designing a flyer and Mm -hmm. hanging it in the local stores to get interest on the show at the high school or the club or the sporting event, or we had a marathon every year that raised money for local charities. So it started with that. And the writing, public relations writing is different than all other kinds of writing. Mm. Because in public relations, we need to focus on the who, what, where, when, why, and how. And we've got to interest the press to be able to cover more. So back in the day, it was writing a press release because then the journalist would do the interview and write the article. Mm. Today, press releases are rather antiquated. We use them to really pull information to write a pitch because so much is done via email. Mm. Gone are the days that you mail a press release or that you would even email a press release. Now it's one-on-one contact with the press. And I think that being a people person has caused me to find and start Andrea past public relations. Yeah. And the fact that, you know, they say, if you love what you do, you've never worked a day in your life. And I've always loved publicity and public relations. So it was a natural and actually my anniversary of starting my business is coming up and I'll be celebrating four years having Andrea past public relations. So it's a really exciting time to work with clients and get them coverage in the press And the difference today is by getting coverage in the press, I am getting them content to share on their social media pages. And every day, everyone's looking for new content. So it doesn't matter if the interview is today or in three months or six months, you can use that information and repost it a number of times. Because if it's general evergreen information, not targeted to a specific date, then that information and that content can be used over and over again. So public relations should be part of every business's marketing mix, whether you're a solopreneur, 
uh, an author or a large corporation. It doesn't matter. Wow, Andrea, that is really amazing to be able to share people's, being able to bring attention to people's, their expertise, right? Because we are experts and we, we, we suck at selling ourselves. So you help them bring the best out into the role. And, and they say, you know, referral is the best way to, to the riches, I guess. I don't know. And that, that truly makes sense because the more that you are out there and reaching different audiences, the more you're going to grow, you know, as a business, as a person, and you can't always produce content that's your own because people are skeptical about that. And that's the difference between advertising and public relations. In an ad, you've bought that. You've paid for that. You've designed that. So, of course, you're telling the audience all the things you want the audience to know. But in public relations, there is someone interviewing you. There's someone speaking to you. There's someone bringing out different information and choosing what information to share with their audiences. And those media outlets, those are reputable media outlets reaching targeted audiences. So by having someone else interview you and talk to you, like you're doing today with me, That's right. it's reaching a different audience and it's giving you that opportunity to share your knowledge. And when someone hears a podcast or reads an article or sees a TV segment, they're thinking, oh, that's a business I want to engage with. Mm -hmm. I like what Andrea Pass is saying, so I'm going to reach out to Andrea Pass Public Relations and schedule a call. Maybe she can create a PR campaign for my business and help grow my business. Or maybe I'm working with a holistic therapist right now who has a new book, uh, Mental Health Uncensored. And maybe she's the right person for uh, a teen that needs some mental health care. Uh, so it really just depends on the client and what they do. But there's a target audience for everything. And you've got to be out there in order to reach that audience to grow your brand, increase your relevance, and drive sales. Man, I love that. The more people are t that are talking about you, the better it is for you. Uh, I, I remember when Matthew McConaughey came out with his book, Green Lights. He it was, was fabulous. It was fabulous. The book is amazing. And we would not have known about it unless he talked about it. Right? We could publish all day long on Amazon because it's so easy. But unless they had a marketing campaign, unless he, uh, unless he did the 500 episodes or guesting on 500 different shows talking about that book, we would not have known about the powerful of it. Right. And the thing is, we're all not Matthew McConaughey. And quite True honestly, that. had I not read um, Greenlight, I wouldn't have realized really how sensitive he is, how much he cares about his own well-being and his own health. Yeah. Because so many people are so wrapped up in business that business takes their whole lives. And, and Matthew McConaughey took time off mm -hmm. to, to meditate and to leave the spotlight, to be able to care for his own health. And I think yeah. that everyone needs to recognize that we're not celebrities, yet we can have that fame, so to speak, mm -hmm. by making sure others know about our business, our product, our book, our service. So others have to know about it somehow. I was on the phone a few weeks ago with a company that makes scented candles. Mm -hmm. They must have about 50, 75 different 
scents of scented candles. Problem is no one knows about them. Yeah. And I said, why don't you cut this down to a dozen mm. or maybe two dozen, save your money and put that toward PR so we can make sure people know about your candles because no one's buying them. Yeah. People have to hear about something to engage with it. And there might be those people that, that are out there searching for a health coach mm-hmm. that helps you eat healthier and cut down on sugar or salt or yeah, carbs yeah. or whatever. But if you don't know who's out there and you don't take the time to read, listen, and watch, you're not going to know the right health coach for you. Absolutely. Man, I, I love the point where you said they had 50, how many, how many cents did they have? 56? They had like 50, to, they had so many different scents, you know, flavors of yeah, candles. Yeah, different flavors. And I'm thinking, why would you have that many SKUs? Uh, and, and I'm certainly not a product developer. Yeah. I happen to sit on the executive board of the nonprofit United Inventors Association of America. And so I do deal with a lot of inventors. Yeah. But it's yeah. important that you do your homework and determine how many SKUs of a product should you roll out with at any given time. It's one thing if you're a P&G or Unilever or M&M Mars, but when you're a, an entrepreneur, you've got to start with one thing. Do one thing well before you grow it. And I remember that know. public relations should be part of that element because it's easy to say, I have this great product, but if no one knows about it because you're not out there and no one's putting you out there, a public relations person will make sure that you are relevant on a consistent basis. And that's yeah. what I do at Andrea Pass Public Relations. I love that because when you mentioned you had 56, you're like, you need to pare it down to 12 or maybe a couple of dozen. And that's exactly what Apple did because in the 90s, Apple was going downhill without Steve Jobs. When Steve Jobs came back, he's like, why do we have a hundred different models for the same thing. We're going to pare it down. We're just going to have one for each. And this is before the iPod was introduced. This is before any did like we just have the we just have the iMac and we just have they didn't have a Mac Mini, you just have one product essentially to make it really easy for the consumer to decide. Because that's something the decision fatigue. We all have decision fatigue. Which brand of detergent do I buy? Which soap do I get? And then once you've picked one soap, now you just buy the same thing because now you don't want to make decisions over and over and over again. But certainly you you stick with what you know. And I think in the business world, we do business with people we know, like, and trust. Yes. So you have to start with that getting to know a brand, a business, a, a, a contact before you engage with that. You might exactly. give something a try. It's one thing if it's a brand and, oh, M&M is now coming out with mint M&Ms. Well, I jump all over that because I love mint. Yeah. But you may yeah. hate mint, so you're not going to jump all over that. Mm-hmm. But for the average entrepreneur, no one knows your business. No one knows your brand yet. You have to start somewhere. And if you're not staying in the public eye with interviews in newspapers television, radio, podcasts, blogs that you can then repost on social media and tag those media outlets and get an engagement, yeah, then yeah. then you're nowhere. So if you expect someone to know, I had a call the other week, 
someone who is on his second or third book. I said, how did your first few books go? Well, no one bought them. I said, did anyone know about them? Well, I was on Amazon. I said, it doesn't matter if you were on Amazon. <laughs> how did anyone know to go to mm -hmm. Amazon? And, and the answer was, well, I don't really have a budget. Well, then you wrote the book for yourself. Then, then it's, mm. I'm not saying that you shouldn't do that. There are a lot of people that write a book for themselves. People yeah. who write a yeah. memoir to share it with family. But if you want it to get out there and you want to have a following, you've got to be sharing that information with audiences that can make you relevant and drive those sales mm. to, your, to your business. That's an interesting. So interesting, right? So they created a book. What are they expecting out from it, right? And what kind of budget can they expect to have? And based on that budget and the marketing, based on how many people buy that book, how much sales would they be able to generate from knowing that, hey, this is the author. I really love it. I want to, I want to work closer. Like when I read the book by Gay Hendricks, uh, The Big Leap, and as I'm reading the book, I'm like, I wish I could work with this guy because how, of how insightful he is with his own clients. And that's the truth. Many people write a book to increase awareness of their business. Mm -hmm. So some people are writing a book because they've got a book in them and they want to write a book, mostly fiction. And some people are going to become famous with their fiction books, but there are so many fiction books out there. Yeah. Nonfiction. Most people are writing a nonfiction book to increase awareness of their business. Uh, I have a client, Guy Powell. His book is just coming out in the next few weeks called The Post-COVID Marketing Machine, giving you those tips on marketing in a post-COVID world. Wow. But wow. his goal is that you're going to learn from his book, you are going to be educated from the post-COVID marketing machine, and that you are then going to reach out to Guy Powell and hire him to do marketing for your company. So that's exactly. keeping in mind, and I look at Carrie uh, Cooper, holistic therapist, she just wrote this book, The Men Mental Health Uncensored. Mm. She wants to be able to speak to more and more parents about the mental health of their teens and young adults. And so by writing this book, we'll take her beyond her local therapy practice, yeah. which yeah. happens to be in North Jersey, to a national platform where people will be able to hire her as a therapist or hire her to come speak at events to teach parents things they need to look for to help their children for their mental health. So each Nonfiction book has a bigger purpose in the scheme of growing a business, growing a brand, and staying relevant. I love that. That's amazing. Man, we've talked a lot about public relations and its impact on what it can do for your business. And Andrea Pass has been doing this for many, many years, finally, you know, launching her own business in almost four years ago. That's amazing. Tell us what keeps you motivated. And I think you've mentioned a lot of the things, you know, what keeps you motivated, but what's the one thing that really gets you up in the morning to like, all right, let's go help these people get more FaceTime. I think the most important thing when you're a business person and I'm a solopreneur is I love success. And if I secure interviews or press coverage for my client and they're receiving success, well, I'm on cloud nine. Mm. So every day 
I'm excited because something else is happening or someone's getting back to me and booking an interview that I suggested. I just actually had coffee with a, a former client of mine who has uh, retired a few years ago. We were mm -hmm. catching up. And during that coffee, I had three emails responded that wanted to book interviews with three different clients. Wow. So I'm, I'm giddy. I'm like a little kid in a candy shop. When I secure press for my clients and my clients are pleased with my work and they see a return on their investment, then that's what I get up for every day. And, and that's what really matters. Um, yeah. It was interesting. A number of years ago, uh, I had worked for a PR firm and um, unfortunately I had a bully boss. Oh my God. But I went to a lecture by Mitch Albom who wrote uh, Tuesdays with Maury, The Seven People You Mean Heaven. He's an ESPN commentator, sports for the Detroit Free Press. So I went to this lecture at a, a local university and Mitch Albom said, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, at the end of your life, a client's not gonna remember that you saved them thousands of dollars or that you won an award. At the end of your life, people are going to say, I really liked that person. You know, that was a good person, yeah. uh, whether it was I liked socializing or I liked working with or whatever. And that really was my aha moment to move jobs mm -hmm. and to do more for myself because I realized people do come back to me and they're coming to Andrea past public relations because I'm doing what I said I was going to do. Yeah. I'm getting the job done. I'm staying in touch. I'm being honest with clients about goals and what can and cannot be achieved. And I think that that's what matters and makes you happiest with what you do. I, yeah, I had someone yeah, yeah. call me up, Andrea, write an article and get it in the Wall Street Journal. Well, that's not how it works. <laughs> the Wall Street Journal has their own reporters. They're not looking exactly. for little old me. Yeah, and yeah. this particular client was not publicly traded. It was a small company who said to me, but I have 150,000 followers. And I went on the social media pages. There was no engagement, <laughs> none. No one was hitting like, no one was making a comment. So you obviously bought followers mm -hmm. and the Wall Street Journal's not impressed by that. Yeah. Uh, but this person did not want to do any press because they thought they were so famous, they don't need to do press. And I don't know anyone who knows this person or this company, but if you think you could do it yourself or you don't need press, okay. Your, your prerogative, right. I had someone else who said to me, I'm going to hire an intern. Okay. Go your intern it. is not going to give you what someone who has experience in the public relations world is going to give you. Yeah. But I think that the same way I wouldn't uh, do my own dental work or, mm -hmm. or do my own plumbing, my hair, <laughs> you go to a professional. Exactly. And so when it comes to public relations, you go to Andrea past public relations, and I'm going to tell you what we could do, what we can't do, what's realistic and how we get the job done. And, and that's what makes it. me happy each day. I love that. I love it so much. This is, this is very inspiring. Thank you so much for bringing so much inspiration to the world. Guys, it's been so awesome talking with Andrea Pass on the conversation about brand awareness, reputation. And you know, it's, it's all about showing up in the right places with the right messaging. And that's what Andrea Pass helps us do that so after the break we're gonna get three hacks to take away from andrea pass so hold on to your horses we'll be right back i'm janet ahmed 
host of Hacks and Hobbies podcast and a digital presence advisor at HumbleZone. This episode is brought to you by Home Studio Mastery. I launched a consultation and course program to help podcasters and course creators to create a space in their homes that will reduce the friction of creating content and appearing their best when showing up on camera. The pandemic gave us a lot of issues, but this one is here to stay. We're now so much closer to our audience thanks to video becoming more popular and affordable. I help guide folks who want to create Hollywood-worthy studios to not only capture great content, but also build more confidence, more authority, and be more comfortable in front of the camera. If I can do it, you can too. And with my help, you can do it faster. So if you'd like to learn more, visit homestudiomastery.com and how you too can create a home studio that brings out your personality, professionalism, and possibilities. Hey guys, welcome back to the episode. We've been speaking with Andrea Pass, Public Relations. She's an amazing PR human being. And on top of that, he's just an amazing human being. I mean, just having this really flowing conversation about the power of other people knowing about what you are about. And I learned this early on, especially learning from Pat Flynn, podcaster. He said, you know, the best way to grow your podcast is by guesting on other people's podcasts. And I'm like, I didn't, it didn't make sense to me. I was like, no, but I want to bring people to my podcast. And which is also great because you're giving other people a platform to grow. So thank you so much for sharing so much wisdom and value. I believe you have three hacks to take away for my audience. Yeah, I've got, I've got to come up with those three hacks. But I think the, the first one is to get your messaging down. Mm. Practice three key message points. You don't need to tell a story about every single aspect of your business. That's for part two when someone reaches out to you. But in an interview, stay focused on what the interview is about. If it's an entrepreneurial interview, talk about your business. If it's a health interview, talk about the tips you have that pertain to health or wellness. So make sure you understand what your key message points are before you go into an interview. So that's number one. Number two, when you're doing an interview, before that interview, familiarize yourself with that media outlet. Don't go in cold. A good public relations person who books an interview will be sending over some article links or podcast links or broadcast links. Take some time so you know the style and the format of the media outlet before you engage and do that interview. Hack number three, and obviously I could go on and on and on. Of course, yeah. Everything is on the record. When you do an interview, everything's on the record. So you can't say something funny because that might be taken the wrong way. Oh, wow. You have to be careful what you say. I had a client years ago and he, uh, he was an attorney and he wanted a feature in a bar journal. So I, I was a baby PR person, took me months. There was no internet at the time. 
So I'm pitching on the phone and faxing. And I get this interviewer on the phone with the interview and he's discussing with the bar journal how he and his buddies go out on Friday night with all of the briefs and they get drunk at the local bar and they're reading the briefs. So of course, me as a public relations professional chimes in, that's really not what he means. What he means is it's important that the team reviews the briefs before the next step. Well, the reporter said, Andrea, if you don't stop talking, the interview is over. And the client said, Andrea, hang up the phone, get off the call. I freaked, I hung up, immediately went to my boss. My boss was very angry at the client and the headline in the bar journal the following week was how this law firm went reviewed, you know, briefs over beer. It was not a good article. That was the head. It didn't even matter what was in the article. That was no. the headline. Yeah. So the press is not your friend. Focus on your business. Answer the questions. If there's a question you cannot answer, then you need to move on. Don't make it up. The press doesn't want you to make it up. So tip number three, everything is on the record when you're doing an interview with the press. I love that. Wow. You know, this, it's almost like saying, don't say dumb things on your social media because it's on record. People are going to quote you on that and it's not going to, it's not going to be good publicity at all. And sure, they say in the movies, any publicity is good, you know, good or bad publicity is good for you. That's not the case. Not in this real world. No, no. I think that it's really important that you understand how to get a positive story out. But there are times there's something negative. Uh, a product didn't work and there was an issue with the product that had to be recalled. Okay, we have to confront that. How do we do yeah, a crisis yeah. communication statement? What's the solution? You know, then there's national, na you know, natural disasters mm. that happen, a warehouse or a shipment might have gotten totally ruined or delayed. Okay, we've got to come up with crisis communications in that case. But spend time talking to your public relations professional about the statement. Someone is suing you. Can you put out a statement? Let's double check with the attorneys. What can you say and not say? So be careful with your communication style and always turn to your public relations professional. And I have many clients who, who turn to me for things that don't necessarily fit under our discussion, but there are things that I can help them with in the right yeah, wording to make sure that you're presenting yourself in a certain way, in a certain light, and getting out there with the press. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Andrea. Make sure that you've got your messaging right, you know what you're talking about, and everything's on record. I love it. All right, so at this point of the podcast, the episode will have to jump into some really quick questions, and it, it helps brings out what I think is our fun side of fun. I don't, I don't even know what, what to say about it, but it's, it's something that I'm passionate about, so I'm going to ask these questions. Okay, go right ahead. Awesome. What is the one hobby that you wish you got into? Well, I'm hoping to get into pickleball. All right. Okay. That's like growing in popularity. And I really <laughs> want to learn how to play pickleball. So in the coming months, that is one of my goals is to start a new hobby and learn how to play pickleball. I love that. 
I need to, I need to, I think, I think I've heard this because, yep, my neighbors across the road are playing pickleball. They've got a little net on their driveway. They've been playing this and my son, my kids have gone and play with them. So yeah, it is, it is growing in a lot of popularity. Interesting stuff. Our next question, what did you want to be when you were a child? When I was little, I wanted to be a travel agent. Mm. In fact, we played travel agency. We would go to the local travel agency and get all the brochures. And then me and my friends would line up the brochures and, and I would arrange a trip for them to Spain. And they would arrange, <laughs> you know, a trip for me to California. And I always thought being a travel agent would be so much fun. And, and what's funny is now my husband does all of the travel planning because <laughs> I don't have any interest in it. We decide yeah, where we want to yeah. go. And then he researches and tells me what he finds. And then I say, okay, book this, 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 and he does that. So it's kind of funny that um, that didn't happen. But as I got older, I wanted to be a, a broadcast journalist and, uh, and then changed over to PR. So I guess I've nice. only had three, three uh, career aspirations and ended up in number three. I love it. That's, that's pretty, pretty awesome. I mean, you get to travel. You still get to travel all over the world, which is amazing. Yeah, I mean, we, I got to tell you, uh, getting to a certain stage of your life and having that opportunity to, to go traveling, uh, I, I just returned from a vacation in Mexico, we're, we're going to cruise Alaska that got postponed for a few years, nice. and hope to rebook the Europe trip that got canceled. Uh, so it, it's good when you hit a certain stage of your life that you're able to travel a little bit mm -hmm. more. I love that. Nice. Uh, what is your favorite movie or TV show? Oh my goodness. I'm really corny. Okay. That's okay. So some of my favorite I'm corny groups, as well. <laughs> corny as could be. I could watch Dirty Dancing over and over again. Mm. And one of the reasons is I was working for CBS at the time and cousin Brucey, Bruce Morrow, actually is the intro to Dirty Dancing. So I knew <laughs> about the movie before it came out and he had a book he had written and he gave me an advanced reader copy uh, that talked about Dirty Dancing. So we saw the movie the first night it opened. Nice. And, uh, and I worked with Cousin Brucey when I worked at CBS. And, and I like other hokey movies, you know, Pretty Woman, things like that. I don't I know. I'm, just, I'm kind no, of that's, that's awesome. They're the classics. Yeah. And you yeah. know what? And I admit this. I still watch General Hospital. Oh, wow. I started it's watching. Still, that's soaps. still going on? It is. Oh, my I God. I started watching soaps, I guess, in, in middle school. And when I was in college was the whole Luke and Laura thing. And I missed the wedding because, you know, mm. there was no such thing as a, a DVR or a VHS or there was nothing <laughs> taped back then. Yeah, and I yeah. couldn't drive fast enough from the student center back to my apartment <laughs> to see Luke and Laura get married. But to this day, my sister and I still watch General Hospital and oh talk about it to this That's day. Amazing. So it's a guilty pleasure. <laughs> Why not? That's awesome. Why not? All right. Yeah. Yeah. Our next question, what movie would you choose if you got to play a character in it? Wow. That's a tough one. If I got to play a character in it, I mean, it would probably be like a rom-com movie. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, something like You've Got Mail or Sleepless Oh, You've Got Mail, or, Meg Ryan. And yeah. Yeah, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, that's right. 
Yeah, you know, th- those kind of, uh, you know, all those Meg Ryan when Harry met Sally. Yeah. You know, like all those kind of fun, hokey uh, rom-com movies. Dude. Because I think if I could star in a movie, I wouldn't want to be so serious. So I wouldn't pick a drama. Not a and drama. I don't right, we'll, do horror films or thrillers. Me neither. No, no thanks. No, no, no. No, no interest. All right, perfect. I love it. Thank you so much. Uh, I recently watched Top Gun. And Meg Ryan was was in it. She was Goose's wife. Now, it's very funny because we had never seen Top Gun, the Mm. original. And we actually watched it the other night for the first time because it was the last night it was on Netflix. Yeah. And so I have to tell you, I could not get into it. And I was playing Wordle, Wordle, Foodle. I was playing playing every single game on my phone. And my husband was enjoying this movie. Yeah, it's just... It's it's a, it's 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 a guilty pleasure for for us guys watching those dog fights and whatnot. That's why it's but called I, a dog I sat fight. by his side. Yes, and so we awesome. were together. Awesome. That's that's all that matters. Exactly. Um, next question: Who is your favorite superhero? Oh my goodness! I I'm going to have to go superhero. I'm going to have to go with Wonder Woman. All she right. She is a strong, she is powerful strong. woman. Oh. Who gets it done and yes. juggles everything? And oh I think gosh. that that one of the things I love to say in in life is, if you need something done, ask a busy woman. A busy woman can always add another something to her plate. Oh my god! So whether we're so running true. a business like Andrea Pass Public Relations, or we're carting the kids here and there, or we're volunteering, yeah, we. I had someone from an organization ask me for some help yesterday. Yep. I said okay. Sure. So after this call, I'm going to be helping this nonprofit organization with something they're working on because I'm a busy woman and I can take another thing on my Oh my God, I love that. That's that's hilarious. So you you are a... All right, Wonder Woman. That's it. All right, next, last question. If you were a board game, what would it be? I was a board game. Gosh, I, I don't know. I don't know a lot of the new board games. But That's I'm okay. going. I'm going to have to go back to the game of life. Oh, the game of because life. Because I think that that we have so much going on in our lives, and I don't remember all the details of the game of life. But I remember in the game of life, you had your job, and you had your family, and you had your interests, and your hobbies, and your travel. And I, I think that one of the things I always say is this world is all about life work balance. And I put life first life or balance life goes before work. Yes. And and so I guess I would, I would pick the game of life. I love it. Well, thank you, Andrea, for your time and sharing your wisdom, your journey, your stories, and the hacks that we can take away from this episode. Where can my audience find you? Well, thank you so much. This was a great conversation. I really, I enjoyed your questions. So thank you so much for having me Absolutely. on today. Uh, you could find me at AndreaPassPR.com or on uh, Instagram, Andrea underscore Pass underscore PR. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn, Andrea Pass. And I'm on Facebook, Andrea Pass Public Relations. So feel free to reach out to me on my website, uh, AndreaPassPR.com. You can schedule a consultation, a free consultation to talk about public relations. So feel free to do so. And please make sure when you're scheduling that you mention hacks and hobbies. So I know that's how you found me. Yay. So I hope we can connect very soon. 
Absolutely. Thank you so much again. Have an amazing evening and we'll see you in the next episode. Congratulations, you made it to the end of the episode. Thanks so much for listening to our guest on this episode. Please send me an email at junaid at hexandhobbies.com to tell me what you loved about our guest today. You could find links mentioned in this episode on the hacksandhobbies.com website.